Radio, let's uh, stay in the Hawks Bay, shall we, and uh, stay with uh, regular guest Aidan McLaughlin this morning, who has uh, been uh, busy like me, I would imagine, uh, watching so much sport over the weekend. Uh, Aidan, uh, first of all, um, I'm going to hit you straight between the eyes with uh, Wimbledon. What did you make of that? <laughs> Morning to you, Smithy. Yeah, not much, not much sleep over the weekend. I think I've got, got about three and a half hours sleep last night, but... Um, I woke up to just the end of that Wimbledon final, actually, and um, absolutely over the moon with the result. Um, really, really good to see uh, young Al- Alcarez uh, come out on top. Um, obviously, he had a pretty tough start in that, that first set to go behind, you know, uh, 6-1 in that first set, but he fought back, and that's what we see from champions is they fight back. And even at the age of 20, he is showing incredible mental strength to come out on top. Um, I think there was a, a game early in that third set, which was 27 minutes. He won that game. Yes, he, he conceded the fourth set, but to come back against an all-time great like Novak Djokovic and come out on top on grass, fantastic achievement. Well, that's the thing. I mean, it's, he's an all-court player. Um, there's, there's absolutely no doubt about it. Being a Spaniard, of course, um, you know, like Nadal, uh, they're brought up and uh, they're very used to uh, playing uh, tennis on clay, but it seems to me that even at the age of 20 that this guy is an all-court player. He is, and, um, you know, I think that, that that victory that he had at the US Open last year, the fact that he has got to number one in the rankings have been wonderful achievements for someone so young. But um, as we've seen over many years, you know, not everyone can do it on grass, just as not everyone can do it on clay. And the fact that he has come out and won Wimbledon so early in his career against someone who has won so many titles at the All England Club, um, and I think you know w- would have been a very heavy favourite to, to to win yet another um, Grand Slam. Um, just just wonderful, and almost I'm not certainly not a passing of the baton yet because certainly Novak Djokovic has got more Grand Slams in him. But I think we are looking really at the future of tennis here. Tennis, right, uh, are we? Oh, yeah, I, and I, I'm with you. I think it's very exciting. Uh, are we also uh, looking at uh, a real positive future now for the All Blacks and the World Cup? I mean, on the strength of that performance, sure, it's not Ireland, sure, it's not France, but when we lined those two sides up on paper on Friday, did anyone think about that dominance in the first 25 minutes? No, I don't think many people would have, to be honest. Um, I think, you know, beating Argentina in Argentina was one step, but we all knew that this would be a much harder test um, in all facets, really. Uh, and just the way that they came out, um, there were some wonderful performances across across the board, really. I mean, Shannon Frizzell, wow. Have we have we ever seen a performance like that from him in a black jersey? I don't think so. Um, I thought Bowden Barrett was very good at, uh, at fullback. I think things just seem to be looking a lot a lot better, a lot more cohesive. They seem to have more ideas. Uh, they're dealing with issues a lot better than they were uh, last year, especially when, of course, they had that, that terrible time um, about 12 months ago. Um, and I just think that we're seeing now a team that is slowly building some confidence and they're putting performances together. They're winning the public support back because, let's be honest, you know, a lot of people were starting not to desert them, but they were kind of giving up on them, I think, in terms of their World Cup chances. So I think, yeah, it's positive. Hey, look, there might be some uh, the odd little setback before the World Cup. Who knows? But um, 
but yeah, they now go, and you can see them having a reasonable chance of actually winning that uh, that trophy. And that's not something that many people would have said 12 months ago. Uh, we haven't talked much about it this morning, um, to be fair, uh, Aiden. But I, I watched uh, the Black Ferns against the United States. Now they lose a player in the second minute. They lose their halfback in the second minute, playing with 14 yep. for basically 78 minutes. Uh, and I thought there at one point. Uh, trouble. Uh, this could be history making and not in a good way. And then all of a sudden, uh, Alan Bunting decided he'd start introducing his uh, experienced players, one of whom was Ruhe de Mont in jersey number 22. And that's the only jersey I, I really saw from that point onwards. Yeah, I think she was playing the match, wasn't she? So you come on as a substitute and you end up playing the match. That just says what an influence you have have on the game. And I, I, did, I missed the first half. I tuned in at the, start of the second half and I had to so do a double take because not only at the score, I think the the USA were, were leading 17-5, but then you look and there's a red card, there's a yellow card, so they're down to 13. Um, and, you know, it, it was a relatively inexperienced side that they started with, but they did have that experience on the bench. And just relatively quickly in that second half, um, when they made those changes, um, despite the, the, the numerical disadvantage that they had, there was only one team going to win it. I thought it was a really, really impressive, impressive second half. And I think overall it was good for the team and for the squad that they had that adversity of the first half. And, that, and now they can look back at that experience and go, OK, well, you know, we didn't have it all our own way. Um, we had some challenges, but we came through. And that's good for everyone involved. Yep, and so uh, that's now been confirmed that um, New Zealand, uh, Australia, uh, by virtue of a narrow win, and... Uh, Canada uh, join uh, up with um, uh, the other sides for this uh, World 15 tournament towards the end of the year. So we're going to see, some, it's like a mini World Cup. I'm really looking forward to the next uh, outing from the Black Ferns. Right, um, uh, the Warriors and the Sharks. I'm looking forward to the Warriors and the Raiders this weekend, but we can dwell a wee bit still on that uh, performance against the Sharks. Uh, that, I think, uh, particularly after uh, sort of a stuttery first 15 minutes, was very good. More smiles, more happiness for us this weekend. We were pretty sport, weren't we? Really, I mean that was a, that was a great match to sit down and, and watch um, yesterday afternoon. Uh, first of all, hey, credit to the ground staff there for getting that pitch turned around so quickly after the All Blacks having played there less than uh, a day previously. So that was really good, and, and good numbers also came out for that Warriors game as they always do. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you'd said they would have scored 44 points against the Sharks. Well, it would have bitten your, your hand off, really. That was just a great performance. Um, and, yeah, just again, they just keep on building that momentum, don't they? Um, my only concern, and it's uh, not a massive concern, but that table still does remain pretty tight. You know, they're up to 26 points, but there's a, there's a you know, the, um, the Sharks are also on 26 points with the game in hand, and then there's those three teams in behind them on 24 points, so they've really got to keep winning. They can't let their uh, things slip now. They've got to keep go going because if they do slip for one or two games even, there's a, a waiting pack behind them waiting to try and deny them that playoff spot, which would be such a shame having done so well this season. Four nights away from New Zealand v Norway Football Women's World Cup uh, here at the end of last week that uh, 20,000 tickets have been made available for free entry. Um, I'm just uh, wondering and I'm hoping that we're just a little bit slow on the uptake here and, and uh, hoping like heck at Eden Park uh, come Thursday night will be absolutely uh, full to the gunnels. I'm not sure we'll be 
absolutely fall to the Gunners. I'd like to see it close, though. Yeah, I'd like to see it close too. And I think you know we've we've seen this to a similar extent, you know, similar extent with the uh, the Women's Cricket World Cup and the Rugby World, the Women's Rugby World Cup in recent years. Um, that we are perhaps a little bit slow on the uptake, but I think um, momentum for both of those tournaments grew, even though the White Ferns um, didn't qualify for the semi-finals. But I think the success of the tournament was still there for all to see. Um, and equally with the Rugby World Cup, obviously that was a, a hell of a, a hell of a ride uh, in the semi-final and the final. But the country really got behind the, the team. So I'm hoping for the same uh, when when it comes around this week, Smithy. You know we've um, they've got that game at Eden Park. They've got a game in Wellington. They've got a game in Dunedin. So they are for their three group games. They are spread out as spread out as they could be. Um, and hopefully, yeah, hopefully there's a good positive result this week and that just leads to a bit of momentum for that second and third group game and for the other games that are going to happen in New Zealand. You know, I think it's important um, that, that we have good, respectable attendances, even if they're not sellouts. Totally agree. And I, I think that will be the case. I really do. Um, I'm hoping that uh, we, we uh, do get in behind it. Initially, I think... Um, uh, we certainly wouldn't be favourites against Norway, uh, but I, I back us to beat the Philippines, and I don't know, maybe uh, sneak into that second round. It would be something pretty damn special in history-making if we could do that. Uh, Aidan, uh, have a terrific week, mate. Thank you very much. Thanks, Smithy.